Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to our very first podcast from West Texas A&M. Uh, we are calling it Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. My name is Randy Ray. I'm the director of broadcast engineering here on campus, and I'm really excited uh, about our new podcast. I'm really excited today to talk to President Walter Windler, and we'll talk to him for a little bit, and then uh, later on in the podcast, we'll talk to Coach Hunter Hughes, and uh, we'll get his reflections on football on campus and 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 everything that's going on over in athletics so for the first half of the podcast i'm going to talk to dr windler uh dr windler welcome and uh I, it's it's good to talk to you always Randy, good to talk to you here it's always good to see you you're a consummate professional having a tremendous impact on the lives of young people and it's good to visit with you well i work in a good place and i i i, I tell everyone that and I'm, I'm honored to be here a lot of excitement on campus and it's, they're all coming back. Yeah, yeah, they are uh, in droves, and we're glad to see it. We, uh, you know, we've we've been back at school now for a little over a week, and it's uh, it's keeping everybody busy, and we're uh, excited about it. There's a lot of energy in the air. Our enrollment is about the same as it was last year, so we're satisfied with that. It's tough. Higher education is tough right now. A lot of competition for a number of students that's not growing that much if you look at the national uh, demographics so there's a lot of competition and uh, we feel like we're we're holding our own and doing a good job um, and we're excited about it students are excited you know, we had buff branding all the kind of introductory activities for the for the first of the year and uh, there's a lot of energy in the air and it feels good yeah i agree with you let me ask you this when you walk across campus do do students talk, stop you and talk to you? They do all they do all the time, and you know I I walk a lot. I walk about two and three quarters of a mile uh, every night uh, that I can. And uh, last night, some guy we're going to talk to Coach Hughes in a minute, but some guy and I can't I don't know I can't say his name, but he was twice as big as I am, and I'm no shrimp. And this guy put out this meat hook of a hand. To, and he said, hi, President Winner, and he stuck his hand out there. And I didn't want to break stride, but I grabbed his hand, and luckily I got a good grip on it because otherwise I would have been crying. I mean, he, was, he had a huge hand, and he was very, very uh, obviously in good shape and everything. But I see the football players out there. I see students all the time. And students, one of the things that amazes me about this place, and I've been on a lot of college campuses, is how polite and courteous uh, students are uh, when they greet you. And, and it's a very refreshing thing on a university campus to see that level of um, civility and uh, uh, cordial behavior. I really like it. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of that has to do with our panhandle culture. You know, I, I agree with that. I, I was talking to somebody this morning, and I, and I said it almost seems to come out of the ground up here. And the fellow that I was talking with, uh, who's involved with the Randall County Historical Society, said he thinks it's the ranch culture, and I think it is. Uh, you know, the the uh, the challenge is not other people. The challenge is the weather and this god-awful dirt that people have to try to mm -hmm. grow stuff in up it's just it's a challenge and and people treat each other i think in a very dignified way not 100 percent, but generally very nicely and uh, the challenges are, are with uh, with the climate and the geography and trying to eke out a living um on the ground up here and it's it does make for a i think a very special place yeah i think the panhandle has been so secluded from the rest of the country in years past and I think we had to depend on our neighbors to get through 
Yeah. And I think we see reflections of that still in our culture and uh, the friendliness and people just uh, reaching out to shake your hand and talk to you. So I th- it's a good place to live, and I, I feel that on campus, too. Um, a lot of exciting things going on on campus, especially this last week. It was oh, crazy. It has been crazy. You know, we we, uh, we cut the ribbon on the uh, brand-new uh, Ag Sciences Complex over on the corner of uh, Russell Long Boulevard and WTAMU Drive. And uh, we had, I'm going to guess there were over a 1,000 people at that in the rain, over a 1,000 people. And there may have been as many as thirteen or 1,400. Mm-hmm. It was quite a turnout. And people are excited. The ag community is very excited because, you know, they're, they're coming back. They're on a second life, basically. They've been born again. Uh, they, they, back in, uh, in the late 80s, it was decided to eliminate the ag program. They didn't pay much attention to it. And it has come back, and it's strong as can be. And it's so nice because it is responsive to the needs of the, of the panhandle. And um, I think that's one of the reasons we've gotten such a good, uh, a good response to that new facility. And secondly, uh, that was a $48 million uh, project, which is a good-sized project. Um, that would be a good size anywhere. Houston, Dallas doesn't make any difference. But up here, it's it's particularly a significant project on our campus here in Canyon. But $38 million came from the State House, and another $10 million came from private uh, uh, gifts uh, and philanthropy uh, from people in the Panhandle community. Paul Engler, of course, uh, although his gift, he we named the college for him, but his gift did not go to funding the college. But um, Happy State Bank uh, funded the ag and uh, science, the main building. Um, uh, Peel and Schaefer, Helen Peel and um, Stanley Schaefer funded the uh, one of the pavilions, and the other one was uh, supported by, named after Mike, uh, Bain, the Bain Bain um, Events Center. So the three buildings that are over there all represent significant philanthropy. And what I like about this, Randy, is that it shows the partnership between government and private citizenry. And I think that's really important because government a lot of times gets a, a bad rap. Uh, people think that any government engagement is not a good thing. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. I think government does a lot of good things. They do a lot of things that don't seem good as well but this is a good thing they put in seed seed money seed corn actually and we then raised another 10 million dollars to finish that off and we had a ag development uh, advisory council that worked diligently they worked as hard as paid staff and they were all Mm -hmm. lay leaders so it was a big day for us and it was uh, it's a glorious facility it's absolutely I agree stunning the thing that 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 I noticed about it when I went over there, it, it felt to me like, yeah, it is part of our campus, but that building is also going to be used in the, for the community, too. Like the big arena in the back, I mean, I, I thought about all the different activities and events that we could have yep. out there, and not just for WT. No. Maybe things for Canyon and the entire Panhandle. Well, and there's a, there's a meat store in there. You can yeah, go in there and yeah. buy beef. As a matter of fact, in the Cavanis, um, and I probably I forgot to mention the Cavanis family, but the Cavanis family has dedicated the meat science uh, labs in there. Uh, they're named in their honor with a $2 million gift. Um, you can, this is, the, this is as sure as I'm sitting here, the truth, you can watch a cow walk in to one end of that building, and out of the other end, you can get a hamburger. 
you know, we, we don't do that at the Fine Arts Building. <laughs> yeah. you know that? No, yeah. I, know, I know you don't. But, but I'm telling you, it is, it's an amazing, and you can watch the whole process. And they were saying, uh, the people that I've talked with, they used to try to hide these processes. These hallways are lined with glass, so you can actually see the cow being processed. And it's a, it's a learning experience, and it's not for the faint at heart. Uh, it's not enough <laughs> yeah. to make a vegetarian out of me. It doesn't bother me that much, but I can imagine some people think, man, that's kind of rough to watch, but it is what it is, and I like it. So you watch the cow come in. Walking in. And it comes out a hamburger. <laughs> comes so, out a bunch yeah. of hamburgers on the other end. <laughs> all right well um we were talking about ag let's talk a little bit about fine arts fine arts is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart and uh we found out today that uh over fine arts in, in the media department we won several new telly awards so we're excited about that as you well should be and uh the impact of uh the um fine arts and humanities the civil b harrington college of fine arts and humanities on our communities is uh, very powerful you know we're in the last stages of uh, uh, writing our long-range plan wt125 and one of our efforts is going to be to sustain small communities in the texas panhandle first in the panhandle then it will spread like a panhandle grass fire to a lot of other places because there's still a lot of small communities everybody thinks of the big cities you know and the major metropolitan areas and heavily populated suburbs 22 percent of the texans live in small communities and in the nation it's a little higher than that and worldwide, it's almost 40% of the population lives in small communities. And I'm saying all that to say one of the things that ties those small communities together and gives them um, sustenance is the cultural life of those small communities. And Sybil B. Harrington and the activities that go on here, the music, the history, the culture, the language, all of that actually helps keep alive small communities. And my hope in the future is that we pay a lot of attention to that and make this college um, very, very uh, focused on helping, not, not do this alone, but as one of our primary uh, initiatives in the future, make sure that we help sustain small communities. Yeah, I, th I think that's a, a great target to have. Well, let's, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Coach Hunter Hughes, and we'll talk a little bit about the football program here on campus. We'll be back in just a second. Are you looking to expose your business to a new audience? Become a KWTS underwriter. KWTS broadcasts over nine counties and on the World Wide Web. As an underwriter, you get a radio spot telling listeners about your business. This spot plays 35 times every semester. If you sponsor a special show on the station, they'll talk about you on air too. And it's tax write-off for you. By underwriting KWTS, you're partnering with a national award-winning program and helping students become outstanding media professionals. Visit wtamu.edu slash kwts for more information. Well, welcome back to Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Uh, my name is Randy Ray, and I am talking to Dr. Walter Windler, who is our university president. And joining us now is Coach Hunter Hughes. Coach, welcome, and uh, it's good, good to see you, Thank sir. You, Randy. Good to be here. Yeah, congratulations, first of all, on last Saturday. Thank you. Man, it was, a, you. It was a fun day, wasn't it? It was a fun day. Any time you can win a game. It's it's hard to go out and win a game. Yeah, but forty-two uh, to seven—that's that's got to be even more fun than a normal win. It's a lot more fun for the people in the stands. Yeah. It seems like when when we are up like that, and we haven't been, when we're up like that, I worry about all the little things that are going on to make sure that we are still performing the way we should perform. So I probably am 
uh, harsher on the kids during that moment because I'd want them to continue to focus on like it's zero zero so they'll play hard. Yeah, I, I heard you talking to Dr. Windler earlier, and um, it really impressed me. Dr. Windler asked you first thing: what were your thoughts about Saturday? And you talked about the injury. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what's a, what happens to a coach when you see an injury out on the field? Like that? I mean, for I, we don't know yet exactly if. Uh, uh, this young man's going to be out for the season or not. We're still waiting on some the doctors and some MRI results. But you see a young man who's come in, and he's and we're talking about Logan Vallow, who was a running back. He came in this summer, did everything we asked him to do, uh, is, is a good student, good academic student in the classroom, and just worked. And he had a little injury with his hand and fought back from it and put himself in a position and like three or four plays earlier, he actually took a ball and, and went 80 yards for a touchdown that was called mm-hmm. back. And so you're really ecstatic at that point. And then to see something like that happen and just have an idea that it could be the last time he takes a snap all year, um, it's devastating. I mean, I, the first thing I did was went out there and grabbed him and, you know, told him it's going to be okay just to breathe, relax. And, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, I still love him. And, and, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is you see a guy work so hard and put himself in a situation and just in one play it'd be taken away. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what hurts. Do, do you get pretty close to the players? I try to. Uh, I I try to stay away so they can grow as an, as an adult and get, going into adult. But uh, I try to get involved and in, in I've got – need to put a couch in my office for them to come in. <laughs> uh, it seems like I deal with a lot of their issues, which – you know, first off, I want them to know I care about them. And right. anything they have, they can come in and talk to any of our coaches. Our doors are always open. Uh, but it does. It it pulls you to them, and it makes you want them to be more successful in every phase, not just on the football field. I yeah. I, I get a lot of joy uh, out of graduating. You know, when I was at graduation, there were probably eight guys who walked across the stage. And there were two or three of them that either had quit the team or I had – let go from the team and I still had some joy and they saw me and I went up and congratulated them and they were like shocked like he does care he he mm-hmm. it was there. but all our coaches are like that so it's not just me it's it's kind of when I came here last year it was about the culture of the program and I wanted our players to understand that our our players and our coaches got to work together to, to do what we want to do academically and athletically and uh, we're there for them and they can come to us with any issues, and, and we're going to help them as much as we can. Yeah. Dr. Wendler, I wanted to ask you, what does a football team bring to campus? Well, in many ways, uh, Hunter just uh, crystallized that he loves the players, uh, and I, I know exactly what he means by that. It's it's important. And what the, what the football team brings when it's founded on that kind of um, basis or that foundation uh, what it brings is a, uh, a commitment to people as individuals, and uh, that's very important. But there's also this thing about being committed to something that's larger than yourself. And I do think that uh, the the teamwork of a football team is very important. And, and there's no good football program that's not built on teamwork. And there's no good university with its academic prowess that's not built on teamwork. You're here doing R&T, radio and television kinds of issues. But the fact of the matter is that the other people in finance, communications and so on aren't doing their job, it diminishes what you do. So it's all about teamwork. And I, I appreciate that uh, 
Coach Hunter lives that with the kids. I think that's really important. And he wants them to become adults. That's what we all want. Mm-hmm. That's part of what this experience is. So I, I think in many ways it becomes the football, a really well-led football program can become a um, kind of a barometer for what the campus is all about. And these programs that's, that might seem for a season to get ahead uh, by, I don't know, bending the rules or get close to the edge of the rules and so on. They make it ahead for a season. But in the end, to sustain excellence and quality and the kind of experience we want here for our students at uh, West Texas A&M University, the football program can be a bright example of that. And I think, I think that's happening. The GPA is going to go up. Uh, pretty soon they're going to be they're going to be well we're going to have a, a GPA in intercollegiate athletics that are, that's over 3.0 uh, on average and that's that is in part going to be because of what Hunter's doing in the uh, in the football programs because the cold truth is that those are the programs sometimes that bring down the overall mm-hmm. uh, athletic perf- academic performance but I'm committed I told Hunter when we talked to him. Uh, that the one loss record is important. This is West Texas. It's important. But the fact of the matter is, if they're not doing well academically, I don't care about yeah. the one loss record. After they're doing well academically, it's all I care about. I'm a competitor. I, I like to compete. I think it's important to compete. It sharpens you. Um, you know, Adam Smith had it right. Competition is the, is the uh, you know, it's the, it's the guidepost for a free society. And uh, that's all exhibited right in the football program, mm. from my perspective. Well, speaking for someone like me that teaches some of my best students, it's not always the case, but some of my best students have been athletes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a discipline. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a discipline. I think there's a discipline in athletics that, you know, there's a structure for the players. They, for our guys in particular, they're getting up and they have to be at weights. Uh, we go at 6 o'clock in the morning with our meetings and 8 o'clock in the morning for practice. There's not many players going to miss a 6 o'clock football meeting, whereas, in my opinion, they might oversleep and not think they're going to that 8 o'clock class. Well, now we've got them up. Mm-hmm. We do that for a couple of reasons. One, to get them up, get them moving. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is not none of our players are on full scholarship. So we try to help find them jobs on campus first and then within the community to help them where they can be able to pay and afford to go to school. So we look at it from a, a lot of different perspectives. The, the last one is we have our academic game plan program, which Coach Ryan McDonough, our offensive coordinator, brought here and put together. Um, that's at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, not after a practice where they're tired and they just go eat and come back. So they have the opportunity, all our players have the opportunity to go and eat and come back, and their mind is still kind of fresh at 5 o'clock, whereas – if they've practiced for two hours, then go eat and they're rushing to get back to study hall, their mind's not completely in there. So uh, I think that's been a, a huge benefit for us, and, and our GPA has gone up. Yeah. Well, we have just a couple of minutes left, and as we talked about earlier in the podcast, there's lots of activity going on campus right now. And one of the activities that I'm excited about is the new campus uh, stadium, on-campus mm-hmm. stadium that they are working on right now. I'd like to hear from both of you what you think that's going to do for our campus. Well, I think not only the campus, let's look at the community. Yeah. I was part of two teams that came down here as a visitor and played. I never saw Canyon, Texas. I never saw this university. Mm-hmm. We stayed in Amarillo, and we played, and we left. Um, this community itself, people are going to come in. They're going to stay in Canyon. They're going to eat at the local restaurants. They're going to shop here. They're going to do those type of things on campus 
the buzz on a Saturday is going to be like none other that this place has seen when they allow the tailgates. And, you know, our my perspective coming through this is I want to walk right through the tailgates with that team two hours for a game time, and I want our players to see who supports them, and I want to see our supporters and boosters see our players before they go into a game because right now there's there's no interaction. But I think that is a, that's going to be very – Vital to our getting fired up, ready. I think it's going to help our guys immensely as they come into it. And I mean, just walking by every day at practice and seeing that hole getting deeper and deeper and clearing out, mm-hmm. uh, there is a buzz and excitement as our players go to practice every day as well. Mm. Doctor Winder, what do you think about it? I'm uh, I'm looking at my watch, doing some arithmetic. In uh, three <laughs> three hundred and fifty eight days, we will play our first game um, at at Buffalo Stadium. And it's going to be remarkable. And you know, when we when we left Kimbrough, and we didn't leave it behind because uh, Canyon Independent School District is going to soon field three teams over there. Two now, but they're going to build another high school that's on the way. Um, and I truly hope that bond issue passes that puts that high school in the ground. And uh, they'll still play football over there. But Hunter has hit the nail on the head. This campus, it's going to change the nature of Saturday afternoons mm-hmm. on this campus. I was talking to somebody outside one of the tailgates on uh, Saturday, and we were there kind of looking at each other with our hands over, you know, shielding our eyes from the sun. And it was hot. It was it was warm because we are standing out in the direct sun. I said, you know, next year we'll be able to stand under a tree because mm-hmm. we're we'll going to be in the campus. middle of a very beautiful campus. People have said to me, what about the parking? We don't have enough parking. We got 200 more parking spaces on the campus than we have at Kimbrough, and they're all nicely paved with sidewalks and trees and bedded plants around them and all that sort of stuff. And the fact of the matter is the walk from wherever you park to the football stadium is going to be a pleasant walk. If you've got kids in strollers, you'll be able to push them. I mean, it's going to be, it is going to be a whole different ball game, no pun intended. And I think it's going to, I actually think it's going to change the nature of, uh, of WT by bringing people back here and allowing them to be proud of the change and all that. And we're always going to be respectful of Kimbrough Stadium and uh, we'll always cherish the memories uh, that have, have created the culture that exists here. Sure. But this new stadium is going to be different. I couldn't be more excited about it. Well, I totally agree with both of you, and I have said this to a lot of people, and I I believe it with all my heart. There's better days ahead for WT. Well, real quick, Randy, I'd say this. Imagine the business school coming back having a homecoming. Yeah. You know, the communication school coming back home, and they just walk. They have a tailgate and walk to the stadium, and they're able to come back afterwards. Those are the things that is benefiting more than just athletics. It's benefiting the entire university in those aspects, which is – I think it's just going to make it more energetic. I do, too. I do, too. By the way, I know we're pressed for time, but I, I did just want to mention that the um, the, the um, right now, uh, this season, we're going through the various coaches and the errors of Kimbrough Stadium and recognizing e- at each home game. In the future, we're going to recognize at each home game a different college will be highlighted and we'll get in a rotation uh, on that. And they'll be able, as Hunter just said, have a homecoming or have a tailgate near their building, for example. It's going to change the nature of the place. Very exciting. Well, I'm excited about the future, and I'm also excited about our next podcast. Um, This was our first one, and I've certainly enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the next podcast. I think the next one I would like to... Dr. Windler, just talk to you about what it's like being a president and what your day is like. 
Does that okay. Sound, does okay. Sound okay. Hold on to your hat. <laughs> and it's going to be 20 minutes. <laughs> I tell you what's the best job I've ever had. And I don't think I'll ever have another one. And this is the best place I've ever lived. Uh, and it may well be the last place I ever live. I'm no spring chicken. But it's, uh, this is all just perfect for me. Well, and Mary feels the same we, we are fortunate to have you. Thank you all for listening to our podcast, Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Join us next time as we talk to Dr. Windler, and we may have a surprise guest. We'll see you then.